Spoiler alert, Slash Paradise encourages viewers to watch these horror films before listening to our show. Danny and Lance will go through everything, including filmmaking, dialogue, characters, and even full scene breakdowns when we get excited. Enjoy the show. Hello, Slashers. Welcome to Slashers Paradise. That's Danny. I'm Lance. Hi, Lance. Hi, Danny. Uh, dude, we don't say hi nearly enough. Like, I know we're supposed to keep, you know, social distance, but I think we should shake hands. Okay, Danny. Shake my hand. <sighs> shake it. Shake it. It's funny. Shake it. It's not my hand. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I got you. Fucking got you. Got two. <laughs> oh, Thank man, you, Danny. That's not even my hand, man. Why Why would you do that, Danny? Why, because why in the world? That was a practical joke. For those of you that are listening, Lance just took a fake fake hand of mine, and not only fake, it was a goblin hand. <laughs> ah. uh, because I love doing practical jokes. You do? I don't love it because I feel like my practical jokes are so committed to that they maybe go a little too far. I bet. Like... Uh- Way too far or just too far? All right, I'll tell you, okay? I'll tell you about my worst experience playing a practical joke or uh, doing an April Fool joke. Okay. Uh, it was, I was younger. Uh, I was living at home uh, with my whole family was there. And I told, I got my mom and my brother in on it that I was going to prank my dad because my dad was always really good at getting us on April Fool's. And just simple things like jokes, you know? He would just get us all the time. And I was like, this day, this year... I was coming into my own, right? I was coming into my own as a performer. I was like, this year, it's my turn. I'm going to get him, right? So I told you, living, living, you know, grew up in Texas, near the woods. So I was went to go throw the trash. And I said, I told my mom and my brother, just don't, you know, call me out on it. But I'm going to go out there. And when I come back, I'm going to act like I was, I was bit by a rattlesnake. Ooh. You see, it's the dumbest idea and I shouldn't have done it, but I did. I came back in screaming and I remember hitting the ground. Like that was like, like the commitment part. I hit the ground and I was like, you know, I got bit by a snake. And my mom, uh, my brother tells me cause they, they were in the kitchen when it happened. She just turned around and like faced like the wall. Cause she was like, I can't, I can't, I don't even know why I agreed to this. <laughs> Nobody even knew what I was going to do actually. And my dad, my poor dad came rushing to me. He was like, where, where? Tell me. And I was like, oh, it bit me right here where it says April Fool's. The face oh, man. that he made, I will never forget. It was like the first and absolute last time I would ever do a prank on my father. Were you just horrified after you see, after you see this face? Well, because he had some choice words to tell me in Spanish, which <laughs> I don't blame him. I would have used more if my little shit of a son did something like that. I probably would have. So here's the thing. I, I was mortified. I was so sad within myself and I kind of stopped doing over the top April fool's jokes at that moment. At the end, after that, it was just like jokes, you know, just like, like, Hey, you know, I'm pregnant with a food baby. So original, but anyway, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That was my worst moment. So, (laughs) Yeah, maybe I wasn't on par right now when you took my hand. Okay, I, I got, I get it from the reaction. I get it. <laughs> I, I, I feel like April Fool's jokes are always they always just fall flat or they go way too far. Uh, the the only joke or practical joke I've ever thought or that I could even share with you was a friend of mine at a place that we work. Um, we were told like 
we'll give you a $25 gift card if you can scare us throughout the night. Oh, shit. And it was backstage, and he had set it up so well. He's he's this, not older, but he's older than me. Um, Brandon, if you're listening, this is about you. Uh, he, he had set it up with our supervisor where he... He was, you know, he put the tea bags in a cup and he's like sipping like it's really, really hot and all this kind of stuff. And he just full on trips, falls, splashes, and is just like scolding hot water all over himself. Right. Sort of a thing. Oh my! God. And my supervisor is one of these caring kind of people like, oh, my God. Oh, no. Like, what have I done? It's my fault because I'm your supervisor. <laughs> and she starts crying. Like, no. Yes. And she's one. She's a very strong female. And we've never seen her like break emotion. She's always very like stern. She starts crying. And Brandon was just like, oh, shit. I did not mean to do that. It was supposed to be funny. It was supposed to be a joke. He had cotton balls in his cup. So that was that was the over-the-top joke that I've ever seen. Oh, my god! Every other prank joke attempts I've ever been a part of or seen has just completely fallen flat. Well, so, here, here, here. And here we are on April 1st, April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day, I don't understand. I don't know, and I don't care to know, I don't think. Because, like, if you... If you look into things too much, they lose their allure. You know, yeah. they lose like the meaning. I mean, like, so, okay, how about this? Let me read. Let me. I'd like to take that back. Uh, I don't care to look at into the lore of where April Fools came from because I just don't give a shit. You know, I would love to. I love to know more of, of Halloween and other holidays that like really are cool. But April Fools has just been kind of a day where you know people would just be dicks to each other yeah. and i guess it's kind of died down because like life is just so freaking terrifying and, and horrible now that like playing like big practical jokes maybe i'm just in the wrong maybe i'm in the great circle of friends that don't do practical jokes because i think that those things can just go over the bo- over board i was actually gonna say the same thing i can't remember there being a large scale uh prank i feel like it is really dying down in 2021 the last thing i remember was like somebody put out a trailer for a movie i want to say it was like marvel or something and everyone believed it but then i go and watch it oh cool a new movie or a new face-off or whatever and then it it was a joke it was an april fool's joke and you're like okay cool i guess stuff like that is like yeah okay i get it that's like you you've had you have a lot at your disposal so i'm sure you can use stuff like that but anyway so you have this practical joke pseudo holiday called april fool's day where the at where the where the goal is to play jokes on your friends your peers your you know strangers doesn't matter and just make them believe something and then you're like haha gotcha april fools that would probably do really well if it was a uh, the premise of a horror film you think it would so maybe we should uh kind of feel the curtain back folks as we're gonna talk about the movie April Fool's Day. Oh, wow, boy. we turned into a holiday podcast right away. I know. I, I've been trying to avoid these things so often, but then we're like, well, we have an opening. So but let me just say, man. Let's just do it. April Fool's <laughs> Day, the movie is fucking fun. It, it is a fun film, and it's got quite a cult following. And yeah. we'll get into why it has a cult following in a little bit. But yeah, it definitely has a big following. Um, it's an <clears> 80s movie. 
Lots of 80s royalty. 100% 80s flick. All 80, uh, not all, but mostly. And I can tie, I pretty much can tie, I think, every main character to a movie that they are in that I love. Mm -hmm. More so, uh, I just think that it's a movie that, you know, it, you're right. It's developed this cult following and it's because like, yeah. It's fun, you know. Spoiler alerts are ahead. Sorry, guys. There's yeah. a huge spoiler alert. We, we've warned you. So we've warned you. You've seen it. Uh, so yeah. Do you want to? Uh, what, what do you want to do first? Let, let's get into our pumpkin spice latte, Danny. So all on you. All right. April Fool's Day. The movie. <laughs> Uh, centers around a group of friends who are asked to attend a birthday party and of sorts uh, and I retreat on this island that is uh, uh, that has a house and and uh, you know like a little bit of, of a getaway uh, while they're there at their friend Muffy's party or getaway house on this island that you have to take a ferry to stuff starts to go haywire awry there starts to be mysterious deaths albeit throughout the whole movie there are themes of pranks and practical jokes who's the killer is it muffy is it her twin sister you find out at the end of april fool's day all right our breakdown for april fool's day it was released on march 27th 1986 so right in the heart of the 80s uh, our director is Fred Walton, uh, starring just a plethora of everyone from yes. the 80s. Uh, Deborah Foreman, Deborah Goodrich, Goodrich, excuse me, Amy Steele, Leah Pinsett, Clayton Rohner, yeah. Thomas E. Wilson, Ken Olant, Jay Baker, and again, a plethora of other people. Uh, our budget for the film, I need to look, $5 million for this. Yikes. Yeah. Big one, big budget. Box office, 13 million. Hey, it made a money. Success. Hey. Um, kill count, 19. Why not? Why? Uh, it was filmed in Vancouver, British uh, British Columbia, almost like Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> I remember it's, that part. it's alluded that it may be in Connecticut or Massachusetts right. at times, but um, there's a lot of little details that they don't quite go into. So that's the breakdown. Danny. Let's go. <laughs> Let's get in. Well, it. well, well, Lance, uh, I do love this movie, but I don't think I've ever watched this movie while being accompanied. Uh, there is a very famous drinking game that's with this movie. What is it? Uh, I believe it's every time uh, a door is touched and or shut or like an or like because they close and open a lot of doors and uh drawers and such okay so it's like anytime that that the uh that the the sound huh. of that door because like the adr was like over the top anyway you drink to that but what? you know i don't like that why because i think i like our own drinking game oh you're talking about slash word yes i'm talking about slash words <laughs> if you don't know slash word is a little game we like to play on slashes paradise for everyone listening or watching we have a slash word which is just like the game password right as soon as you hear the word said throughout the episode for April Fool's Day, take a drink from your beverage of choice, whether that be alcoholic and or not. Stay hydrated. It's very important here on Slasher's Paradise. So if ever at any point we say the slash word, you take a drink. You take a drink. So fill up those tiki cups. Uh, today, the slash word is brought to you by Biff 
<laughs> Biff? Back to the future. What? You got Biff? <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Biff, if you're on the line, go ahead and tell our listeners and viewers what the slash word is for tonight. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm going to... Okay. Hey, buttheads. This is Biff. The slash word is fool. So why don't you just make like a tree and get drinking? All right. If everyone's got that, make sure your tiki cups are filled with whatever. Stay hydrated. Stay safe. And on we go. You you mentioned the drinking game with that goes with April Fool's Day. Yeah. And it's it reminds me of the original thing, which could definitely be a drinking game where it's just they open and close doors and scene to scene. Yeah. I don't know if you ever noticed that, the black and white version of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's because it was filmed mostly on a set. So it's door oh, the, to door the to door to mean? door. Yeah, the thing. The thing. You said the thing. The thing from outer space. The thing. The thing from the outer space. The original. Yes. 1950. George Romero talks about it, about how that uh, the sound mixing is like, it's very crisp. Yeah. The door closing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, anyway, we're ready to go. Danny, let's let's set the scene. I need to talk about how awesome this movie has paid homage, whether it be intentional or non-intentional, to its 80s royalty okay i say royalty because okay here's here's the thing uh stranger things is my favorite horror tv show okay uh i had watched season one when i was back in texas moved out here season one was it was my favorite thing ever so uh caitlin and i were watching uh, season two and it's this it's a scene with uh bob newby who's played by uh, sean astin Oh, right, right. And Winona Ryder. And they're in the same scene together. And I flipped. And I almost got emotional a little bit. Because I'm like, there is 80s royalty staring at you right in the face. And it's just like awesome. Because it's like, yeah, that's Mikey from The Goonies. And that's (laughs) Lydia from Beetlejuice. And Heathers and all that, you know. And he's been, he's Rudy. That's Anyway, what I'm saying is, is like, that was like awesome. So I love it when like there are these like, movies that showcase or have these like 80s i call them 80s royalty and that's just because they were in specific and significant movies at least to me in the 80s so they are royalty to me okay and we want to talk about the cast of this one absolutely all right all right so maybe maybe i need your help but anyway okay. uh with their real names but muffy yes but uh br- deborah foreman's that's me. the valley girl man yeah. She was with Nick Cage. She's a valley girl. Yes. She uh, she auditioned for this twice, actually. They did not like her. Her first audition could not find uh, the role of Muffy. They could not cast it. She begged to come back and then knocked it the F out of the park. Yo, so. she kills it. She absolutely kills it. Okay. Uh, honestly, I could only call this next actress by her very famous character for Friday the 13th Part 2. Okay. Ginny from Friday the 13th Part 2. Are you kidding me? She's in this movie. Amy Steele plays Kit. So in this film. Amy Steele. Holy crap. But her boyfriend in this movie is played by. Uh, Is it Ken? Yes. Ken Ken O'Lant. Who is. He's in Leprechaun. It's freaking. Oh, you want to go? You want to go? Yeah, he's in Leprechaun. He's also in Summer School, which I fucking love. Oh, you're going to love too. I'm going to love Summer School. I haven't seen Summer School, but he is in Leprechaun. Uh, Nathan. He's Nathan in Leprechaun. Yes. Okay. Uh, Give me the name of her cousin. Oh, God. Uh, Nikki? Uh, Uh, Yeah, Nikki. Deborah Goodrich. No, that's not Nikki then. Leah Pinsett. No, the man. He's a dude. 
Oh, oh, uh, I don't have his name. Anyway, <laughs> that guy right is in the Wraith. He's in the Wraith. He's in. He's with. Uh, he's one of the uh, the bad dudes in the in the in the in the you know the the gang. Yeah. I guess I'm. I guess that's all of them. That's it, right? That's yeah. it. Thomas Wilson is in this movie, yes. and he is Hello McFly. That's Biff. Who we just heard earlier. Yes. Oh my gosh. And not to mention, and this is a very specific one. The guy with the camcorder. Uh it, and J uh yeah, Jay Baker, I believe. And uh the Nikki, who you mentioned, mm -hmm. they are both in just one of the guys. Yeah. Deborah Goodrich and Jay Baker. I'm sorry, guys. I don't I I you could turn the whole episode off now. You can go watch this movie and have the time of your life. Right. Not only that. But it's one of those casts, just like we kind of mentioned with My Bloody Valentine. But for real, we know this. They were all put together in a hotel for, I think, like two or three weeks before oh. filming. So not only do you get these great 80s characters, great 80s cast, but you get them befriending each other and just coming together and just hanging out and having a great time before even filming. Look. And it translates. Yes, it does, because chemistry is very important. But they are so, uh, I think they're cast very well, especially because, you know, they all just play their part. And I don't think, okay, there are a couple of stereotypes that didn't age well. Um, and that is a, you know, test of the times. And that's, you know, unfortunate. But uh, the movie, I don't think, ever takes itself too seriously, which I love. This is getting back. I think this is getting back to what Slasher's Paradise had always intended to be <laughs> its target, or these chop it up, cheesy ass horror movies that don't, you know, they don't care. They just have fun. And when you're having fun like that, you can honestly see it play through in the movie. And yeah, there's a huge plot twist. Can we? We've already spoiled, said spoiler alert enough. Okay. Okay, the movie itself takes place uh, years. There is a bit of a uh, flashback that Muffy, the main character ish, has on a birthday of hers where she opens a jack in the box and scares the shit out of her because her birthday just happens to be on April. It is her birthday, right? Yeah. Okay, it's on April Fool's Day. So she has this this experience of having this practical joke done to her on this day so she's like oh it's embedded into her she's like i'm gonna really get this done so she invites all her friends over and throughout the movie there's these practical jokes uh like somebody like fake gets stabbed on the ferry falls into the water and then it's like oh shit okay you got me you got me but then like she starts to kind of get a little real because there are some right. real deaths you know, yeah. uh, one of the boat hands jumps off the water to save the dude, but it, it turned out it was a joke. He ends up getting smashed by the boat. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty damn gruesome. First of all, it's Arch and Skip. Those are the characters, and one of them's Biff, um, mm. that are that play the first prank. I mean, well, the second prank of the film, and it's on the boat, and they throw they're throwing this knife around, and then yes, the the hand on the the ferry gets his head smashed by the boat and the dock. And they pull him up, and it's just this chaotic scene. Like, we just saw a chaotic scene, yeah. and then we're told, no, it's April Fool's, ha, ha, funny. And now we get another chaotic scene with this guy's eye just popped out of his head, and it's just blood coming down, yeah. and he is frantic. I would be covering my face. I would be feeling the eyeball, personally. He, his arms are <laughs> flailing all over the place. He's getting dragged around the ferry. Yeah, and personally, if my eyeball fell out of my head, I'd want to be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, like Vader. Sure. 
not not Darth Vader, Van Vader, the wrestler. Uh-huh. Was, you know, he wrestled Stan Hansen in a match in Japan and got his freaking eyeball out. Anyway, continue. Just another day. Just, Just another, another day, day in the Japan circuit. You're listening to Dead Candy. Dedicated entertainment for the dead. Hola, ghoulos! It's me, Raúl El Ghoul. And I'm coming to you to ask you, follow me on El Instagrams at Raúl El Ghoul. Or, in Espanol, at Raúl El Ghoul. Anyway, I am the newest creature feature ghost host with the most. I know all the things of is spooky things and that's the story I'm sticking to it. If you want to laugh, you can come there too. Because if I wasn't called El Ghul, I'll be called Raul El Funny. Follow me on any Instagrams at Raul El Ghul. Hey, when it comes to ghosts hosts and spooky stuff, you could do a lot worse than Raul, but it doesn't get much better. <laughs> Don't be a stupid. Be a gulo. Adios. Uh, but yeah, so shit starts to happen. The you know it's already like oh gosh, start of a chaotic weekend. This 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 dude has to be rushed on a little boat all the way back to the mainland because his face is all chopped up. Right, but he didn't die. So we're we're still in this stance. Like, okay, we saw a prank. We saw a real incident. What's real? What isn't? You know, as yeah. an audience member, that's what I think, you know. So, yeah, but like, it's, it's, it's cool because it's like the movie kind of has moments where it's like, okay, okay, this is going to be a typical teen slash him up slasher. And then there's like little things that are just like, okay, but this is not, this is not, this isn't going coincide because Muffy and all these people are calling themselves children or, or, or uh, teens or young adults they're, of privilege. Yeah. They call them. So yes, it's very, but huh, society. They're, they're college students and college they, students. they actually make a reference to what college I think Muffy goes to. And that is a real college that I believe is like a um, private arts school or something like okay. that. So just a little background on that. So they are a little more privileged. Again, I said this kind of alludes to like Connecticut or Massachusetts, like a little island on there. Yeah. Like um, I said, yeah, this is high society. This yeah. is elitist, you know, but what's so funny is that they talk about all this elitist shit that they should be a part of. And what are they having for dinner? <laughs> Freaking hot dogs and baked beans. Oh, I know. They're still kids at the end of the day. At the end of the kids. day, you give me hot dogs and baked beans. I will be happy any day. Yeah. Hell yeah. I love hot dogs and baked beans. Obviously, I love food, okay? All right. Who doesn't? But at the same time, there's something not, it's not clicking, yeah. you know? Because it's like, first of all, her name is Muffy, you know? And, and it's like, oh, the stereotype. Hey, if your name is Muffy, that means you have a trust fund and you, you're Muffy and that's what you baby, blah, blah. But they're in this house and there's like, there's like paper plates and it's like something's not. So there's like that uneasiness at the beginning. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, again, Muffy, I haven't heard that. I don't feel like that name's kind of died in the 80s. You Thank know, God. I, I have not seen that. But that was another thing in the 80s was like this prestigious thing was always like this British tone to it. You know, like weird science, I think it was. Like the grandparents are British for no reason for whatsoever. No reason. <laughs> I'm not going to stand here for this baloney. Right. 
So you why? might you know he doesn't stand for baloney. The so, grandmother had as deep as voice as the grandfather. Just anyway. There, there's yet another 80s trope over this. But I, what I love about the, the good portion of the front half of this is everyone kind of separates off in conversation. So ah. you get to see the dynamic of everyone. And then they're trying to hook up with each other. What and- I did enjoy, uh, sorry, enjoy is the wrong word. What I did appreciate is um, Biff's character. And I don't give a shit that his name is really Thomas Wilson and that his name is Archie in the movie. I'm going to call him Biff. In the movie, is supposed to be the jock, right? Popping his collar. He's going for it, right? He is obviously a little bit of a pig. Say that, like, you know, his goal is to hook up with as many girls as he wants, you know. And that's, I mean, you're in college, right? Your hormones are going crazy. You want to do these things, you know. This is what you're doing. So, uh, at one point, he tries to hit on Muffy, right? And it's... What I appreciated is that, like... They had a character that was supposed to be, you know, very, at least definitely by today's standards, like d- disgusting. And like, you know, he he kind of pushes himself onto Muffy and stuff like that. And she kind she tells him no. Mm-hmm. Right. Or she like goes into her room and he just, you know, yeah. he's not a jackass, overly jackass about it. Right. And I was just like, well, this isn't perfect. You know, this character isn't perfect, you know, where his goal is to, I mean, okay, look, I was in college, whatever, you know, I know what's going on. I know, I know what the score is, but the point is, is that I'm, they kept him likable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Cause he could have lost a lot of his moment there where if he was like, you know, come on, like if he was extra Biff, if he was extra Biff <laughs> yeah. at that moment, yeah. which is, I guess probably what I was thinking as watching Thomas Wilson this moment, I'm like, he's going to be Biff. He's going to be like, come on, Lorraine, come on, you know? Someday you're going to be my wife, you know, or something like that. But he didn't. He just took the no and went on his way. And uh, I don't know when this was filmed, but he looks much younger in this film than he does in uh, Back to the Future. It could have been one of those things where because, you know, the movies get filmed and then they don't get released. Yeah, I I just didn't see any facts about that. So it's kind of interesting because he looks way younger. It's also the hair, right? Because his hair in Back to the Future, he's buzzed. uh, And this one, he's quaff. You know, it's yeah. very, uh, it's very feathered. It's very nice. Yeah. Um, you, you, you're right. He immediately is like, he gets turned down. So what does he do? He goes and fucks with his friend who's trying, who's getting laid or trying to at that moment. Yeah. They're so, doing some sort of like a tantric yoga position. There's a um, lot of like Cosmo scenes. And that was actually a fun fact for this was, uh, the girl who plays Nikki. Yeah. Deborah Goodwood, good, rich was actually reading Cosmo uh-huh. off set. And the director heard it, rewrote the scene and said, all right, now improv it. And they filmed that. And so that's why that scene is in there. So there's a lot of like talking about sex and, and all and right. exploring and all this kind of stuff. I with mean, these college because, kids. Like, was it what, what is Cosmo quizzes, if not the Buzzfeed quizzes of today yeah. and or <laughs> most recently? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, uh, I appreciate that. I guess I guess when you watch these movies now, looking back, it's like I think I appreciate them and or want I live vicariously through them so much because it was a simpler time yeah. it was a simpler time in the sense it's like she's reading from a newspaper it looks like a newspaper but she's reading from a from a, a, a magazine you know it's like nobody's on their devices like at one point in, in they, they're like hey let's go kick a soccer ball all of us around yeah. a- outside I mean the, the most technology is that uh uh What's his name? Has the uh, camcorder. Yeah. And that's actually how it opens on a cam- with a cam. Yeah. <laughs> it's a r- very rough POV and it's p- pretty obvious to me, at least maybe, maybe it's just my cut, but it's, um, it's dubbed over. 
Oh yes. Uh, if you're watching it, um, he's got this very sophisticated camera, like legit. Like I, I think I have a new version of the same camera hey now, and that's right. even old. Let's, so let's get going. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's like the tech guy. He's a very like, um, the synthetic aged, uh, yeah, he's at one point he's wearing like parachute pants or they're like, they're almost, uh, pajamas. He, yeah. It was that weird British slash punk new thing age, that people, right? Yeah, almost. Because so he's wearing a blazer, and then he takes the blazer off. And he's got like a vest on, and and he's got the glasses. He's got the uh, the flock of seagulls hair kind of going on. Nothing so, wrong with that hair. Uh, I mean, we didn't see enough of those characters. I think in eighties horror films, we saw them everywhere else. But uh, he's definitely yeah. got a style. He's into video. He's filming everyone and everything. He reminds me of that one character who's like the uh, sci fi nerd in a New Blood, Jason, uh, Friday Thirteenth New Blood. Yeah. You know, yeah. like the guy a little that, bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, but in any case, uh, we could talk about each character. I think they fit. They fill their roles and they fit the trope as well as they can. But there's always something that's just not because a Friday the 13th movie, when you watch it, they fill these tropes very, very well. But they don't like I felt like almost this movie was poking fun at itself a little bit. I don't know. Maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but I, that's just me. I feel like uh, some people categorize this film as a satire where it is totally aware of, mm. of the genre and everything going on. It was made by Paramount and one of its producers produced four Friday the 13th movies. I forget his name, but <sighs> so there is a, there is a tone. There's a look, there's even a, their little bridge reminds me of something exactly from Friday the 13th. So there's a look and a feel to the film that is very, Friday the 13th. Oh, looks like it's going to storm. Yeah, it's going to tear through that valley like a son of a gun. It's Kevin Bacon from Friday the 13th, the original. Yes, it is. <laughs> so so some similarities for a reason. Again, kind of categorized as a satire of the horror genre. Okay, I think we have spoiler, 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 spoiler alerted enough. Spoiler. Spoiler. Here's, here's the huge spoiler. Right, Lance? Are we ready? We're ready. All right, guys, there are lots of deaths, and some of them are really over the top, and some of them are just, like, alluded to that it's going to be a death. Death after death after death. And then, you know, Ginny and Nathan, <laughs> calling them by their Friday the 13th and Leprechaun <laughs> Sorry. Uh, give me their real names. Uh, Kit and Rob. Kit. No. It's Ginny and Nathan. So <laughs> they're, they're a couple, and, you know, tough tiny subplot about how uh nathan or rob is uh you know he wants to be pre-med but they told him he you know it's one of those like i'm not good enough i'm not even good enough to be around here so he's kind of doing like a woe is me and there's like this little kind of side subplot about that but uh all their friends are starting to die around them biff dies uh you know camera guy dies the valley girl dies uh but 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 the whole thing which nobody decides to talk about towards until towards the end. Muffy has a huge character change. Yeah, she big like one. in the beginning she's like bubbly and she's like hmm, and she's like doing that thing with her mouth and it's like it's very sexy by the way. She's like you know it's like some people could do that. Some people can do the bite lip thing. Other people cannot. She does it very well and it's almost like she's got something going on up her sleeve, right? Well, then the next day when all the shit starts to you know go awry, she has a total character change. She's like, you know, uh, wearing these like, I mean, she's very fashion forward when she's Muffy, but now she's like, you know, she's wearing this like long skirts or long dresses with the sweater. Like, you know, her hair is like not as, 
you know, wild when she's uh, when she was Muffy. She's got like close up shoes. So they talk about all this stuff, and there's like a huge character change, but nobody says anything. She's like this, like almost like misery character. Yeah, it's very subtle. You know, if you don't really pay attention to it, because nobody else is, which I think is a cool thing. You know, it's almost like a hidden Mickey or something, or Mickey's changing into a weird zombie. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's very much like. Oh no, we don't have any guns in the house because mm-hmm. shit starts to happen. And there's this, by the way, I do like that, that the Texan character or like the guy oh, with like the yeah, Southern yeah, accent. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. great. Cause he's apparently, uh, was invited because he was, he's Muffy's classmate, but he knows that Muffy's connected with some, uh, her uncle is somebody that this dude wants to obviously be friend and or network. Right. Yeah. And it's fun. Do you remember when he's like, he's in his room because they all get separate rooms, basically. He's in his room and he's like going over how he's going to talk to Muffy. And like every pitch is fucking terrible. <laughs> he's like, Muffy, your connections and my. No, he said, my drive and your money. He's like, no, that ain't good. And he tries <laughs> it again. He keeps on coming down to that. Anyway, so like while they're in their rooms, they like see different things that like he sees these newspaper clippings and all this stuff. Okay. I talked about the spoiler. I'm going to get to it. I promise. All right. All right. People start to die. Now it's up to Ginny and, and Nathan and they're going around and they're trying to get off the, the, the Island, but the whole time they think it's Muffy, right? Or they think, no, sorry, sorry. They think it's the guy who fell off the boat. Because they're think he's coming for his revenge because we made yeah. him fall off the boat and it's the burning. So, and that, yeah, we will <laughs> definitely get to that. Can't one. wait. And so when they get a call from the deputy sheriff who was on the island as they were arriving and then took, you know, the hand off the ferry, they took him back to the mainland. They finally get a call and he's like, I've been here the whole time with him. It's not him. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit. So they start to look inward and they're the- so Ginny and Nathan kind of figure it out. It's probably Muffy. Everyone else is dead and or dying around us. And there's this big moment where they go down into the basement and they see that Muffy not only lived here, but she had a sister here who lived with her named Buffy. Buffy. (laughs) Muffy and Buffy. These these parents hated their kids, obviously. It's a twin sister, and obviously, and in the call from the deputy was made aware. Hey, watch out around Muffy; she's a little unstable. Okay, they're about to leave, right? They're about to get out of there. Why are you laughing? I just want to call these characters by the right name. It's Kit and Rob, and they're finding facts, like little facts. There's one on the boat that you talked about where they conveniently have to. Re- Maybe that's what makes us satire. Is like they find these convenient little clues. Yeah, it's like clue. Yeah, which I think was produced by Paramount as well. The same production company as this one. But uh, there's these little clues that lead them down to the basement. And they're just kind of like perfect little clues to find out that there's Buffy and the the twin sister of Muffy. And there she is. But that explains (laughs) so much, Lance, right? That explains the moment that they were like, well, why has this girl changed her persona? Why has she changed all of a sudden? But she looks just like Muffy. Well, because... It's Buffy. It's Buffy. And they have to, they're, they're, they make it to the boat. They're going to leave. Okay. Rob and Kit are going to leave, right? They're going to leave the island, but there's no keys. Keys? There's no keys. They got to find the keys. You got to find the keys. And the keys were, uh, you know, conveniently mentioned by Muffy earlier that the keys have been, they are kept 
in the kitchen. But they kind of went through the house of horrors already, finding all their friends dead. So they're like, I don't want to go back. So then we finally go back. It's face to face with Buffy. Buffy. But there, Rock- there was something about that scene where Kit, Kit says that she doesn't want to go back to the house. And it, and again, and this reminds me so much of Friday the 13th that I kind of, my mind went, my subconscious went into Friday the 13th. I'm like, Jason's back there. Do not go back to the house. Oh, it's like that part in, I think it's part three. Which is the one with, with, uh, with, uh, no, yeah, it's part three, right? The one with Shelly. Yeah. 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 Or when, uh, it's not Trish. It's the, it's, uh, it's another name. Uh, but she wakes up on the boat and she looks back at the house and he's up in the second story. Uh, yeah. He's like, <laughs> 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 he doesn't have his mask on. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to that yes. uh, in the future. But anyway, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Don't go back to the house. And when they start going back to the house, they see all the doors have been closed. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very Halloween six where they go back to the house and all the curtains were like the Michael Myers put like, uh, quilts all over all the windows and stuff it was the gonna- cult anyway the reason that that scene stood out and i can get to the cult following of this film the film you don't see too many of the deaths you kind of see the aftermath of it or you see the shocking it's like a shelly scene where it's just like ah, and then you see the aftermath of yeah. the kill yeah. so that scene kind of sticks out and because this movie isn't that violent or that gory they didn't have to make that many cuts it was on tv a lot so yeah. the cult following is based on basically the TV version of the film that people w- got to watch a lot. Well, see, you're right because like, okay, so we besides the 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 first first mate on that ferry getting that eye gouging sort of like moment, you really just see Thomas Wilson being hung upside down and a snake snapping at him, and then somebody coming up to him and he like gasping. That's the last time you see him. But uh, at one point, uh, Nikki, fall, you know, they, there's a problem with the well, and they go into the well water. And there's heads floating around and there's a body that's Nan. That's another one of the characters. So like, but you just see, yeah, aftermath, aftermath. You re- And like, uh, there's a hanging body. There's like one of the dude is, you know, has got a blood spot on his member area. So it's yeah. like. And it's alluded that it was basically cut off. Yeah. Right? So, so you're right. There is a lot that's like, well, we never saw anyone actually get killed. Mm-hmm. So. It's not, it's not. So what's, is anyone actually dying? It's not incredibly terrifying. One of my, I think one of the more scary scenes is Arch ends up hanging upside yeah. down. There's a rattlesnake. Yeah. Good timing. Oh, there's a, a snake. It's a snake. It's a snake. Oh, excuse me. It's not. It's uh, a, a rattlesnake. It's a slippery oh, snake. It's not a rattlesnake, first of all, but they did add a rattle. It, it's a snake and it's right at his head. And all we see is the killer. We see the feet, just like uh, Friday the 13th. Uh-huh. The, the killer kicks the snake out of the way, and then we just assume Arch is gone, dead. Yeah, because he makes like a, <gasps> you know, he's yeah. going to die. That was one of the more scary like death scenes that we got to see. Of course they gave it to Biff, man, because he's the one that's going to nail it, you know? Yeah. So, again, we have not seen a whole lot, but we know that people are now dead or incapacitated or whatever. They are assumed dead. Assumed, yes, they are assumed dead. But now... They've come back to the house, and of course, the final moment separates the would-be protector, which is Rob from Oh man, from Kit. What? No, keep going. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I so, just want to talk about Rob when we get there. So Rob gets separated from Kit, so he gets kind of like locked in the pantry, and it's basically Kit versus Buffy. 
face to face. And Buffy's not saying anything. She's got the knife and she's like, you know, kind of cornering Kit, kind of cornering, cornering her, cornering her. With the cornering her. look on her face. Yes. she. That's why they, this, the Valley Girl's killing it, man. Yeah, totally. She kills it and backs her all the way up to these barn sliding doors and he opens up the sliding doors to get away from Buffy. What does she see? Everyone, all of her friends. But they're not, they're almost like, they're just chilling. Yeah. One just, of them's making a house of cards and the one's reading a magazine. Two all by the fireplace, just hanging out, just having hanging a good out. time, talking to each other. And nobody's saying anything. They're all alive they're and they're looking all looking at, at her. each other. They're not looking at her. They're not looking at her. And she, she's like, what's going on? Looks back at Buffy. It's a fake knife, retractable blade. Oh. And she figures it out. It was all a ruse. Yes. April Fool's Day, man. They It was a joke. So it's been revealed. Everything's been revealed. But poor Rob <laughs> is still stuck behind the door and screaming for Kit. Get out of there. Run. I love you. Uh, yeah. He, he confesses love his love for Kit. And it's so sad. He's screaming and terrified and clawing at the door. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're laughing at the same thing because he's like screaming his ass off. And who is in the pantry with him? The fucking first mate with his eye all gouged out. He's like, yeah. I love you too. <laughs> he puts his hand on his shoulder and Rob loses it. Screaming. Ah! Ah! Still has no idea what the fuck is happening. This guy with his eye bulging out. And the guy just rips off the prosthetic right in front of him and slaps it on Rob's face. Rob still doesn't understand doesn't what's get happening. It. He's still. That's why he's not going to be made for medical school because he's a fucking idiot. (laughs) He goes running out of the room and around the corner into the barn door, sees everyone, still is like, what the fuck is happening? And it's just, he sells how terrified you would actually be. Like, I think he kind of steals the show in this one moment. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, fuck it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go so hard right now. They can't, they have to cast me in one of the greatest Horror comedies of all time, Leprechaun in nineteen in the nineties. They have to cast me in this, and they did, and he did great. What? Oh man, just had to throw in the Leprechaun in there. He's in it. He's in it. I fucking died at that scene. I thought it was so great that he, like you said, just went for it, and is he's the most terrified of anyone in the entire film. It's in this one scene. But if Lance, can I, can I real quick just take you on a little, uh, I want to take you on a little story, a little, 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 little moment, Let's okay? Go. Remember I talked last time, I, I talked to you a little bit about um, the video store. Oh, yes. Right? I want to talk oh, about, oh, yes. I want to talk about this. We all have friends, right? For the most part, we Hopefully. all have friends. We have people that we would like to hang out with, maybe we take vacations with or not, right? I want to experience the feeling. Can you just put yourself in these kids' shoes? They're all on the ferry. They're all full of hopes and dreams. They're in college, man. And they're going to this house that they know they're going to be. Okay, fast forward. Then they then it's the part where they all get assigned or they all take the rooms. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, there's just, an, uh, I can share a special story about how uh, we did a summer rep theater uh, when I was in school and we went to the neighboring state and we were given a cabin, you know, and it was just like fun, dude. Like, yeah, like we were, you know, pseudo responsible, but you know, we were kids and we were drinking, you know, I mean, like, I mean, I was already 21 at the time because I was doing it later in my college career, but it's like career. And, um, 
it's just like I want that, man. Yeah. And since moving from, because like, okay, when I was in Texas, I knew adjacent to, but just just picture it, all right. And I know I'm gonna I'm gonna paint it out, and you're gonna think obvious horror movie, but you're with your closest people, right? The people that you feel comfortable with, the people that you kind of let you can let your hair down in front of, okay. all right. And one of you, one of you is the, the party person and another one is like the art person. And another one is probably like the one that's going to aesthetic. And you're like, oh, it's a good thing that we have this person going with us because if it gets, you know, the, the situation where we have to light the fire, you know, we, we're glad we have them. This is the practical person that's going to keep us in line and all stuff. And, and you guys are just going, right? And you're going and you're like, hey, I got a, a, a four bedroom or five bedroom cabin. We could all split it. We're going to go up to the mountains. We're going to hang out with each other. And you're just like, maybe you're with your significant other. Maybe you're not. It doesn't matter. Maybe other single people are going and you're single too. And you're just going. You're going. And you're going to be like, what's going to happen? All right. And let's not the obvious horror thing happen where there's a mass killer in the woods. But let's just say you, that whole trip is fun. Yeah. You just do things and you experience, isn't it? That's fun, man. I, I I don't know. You tell me. Where's the areas to do it around here? I don't know the areas. Is it is it the big bear or is it the mammoth? Uh, or do I have to p- stop putting the in front of them? I mean, you can get cabins in Big Bear and it's beautiful and wide open. It's actually really close to where I, I grew up. Uh, mammoth is another one. You, you can find some spots. Man, we I feel like that. it's kind of dying off. Like everything is expanding and, and we're in California. So uh, we're kind of losing a lot of these areas. <sighs> but. Uh, maybe up north, there's a lot more of those kind of areas, but it's not here. It's in the East Coast, really, and well, north, northern East Coast. No, you're right, right, because New Jersey is where they shot, uh, or where the where the original Camp Crystal Lake is it's mm-hmm. in New Jersey. I mean, Caitlin and I over the uh, over Christmas, we did a fun little retreat to my ranch. You know, it was nah. like I mean, nobody like it was just us, and I made the fun. <sighs> By the way, when I was talking about all these people that fill the roles, you know, you got your fire person and stuff. It's I, I'm all of it. I could make a fire, but I could also keep the party going. But I could also make sure the people are in line and check. So you're Hollis and uh, let's see, who's a good survivor? I'm thinking Friday the 13th, probably. No? I'm, I'm shaking my head because I'm like, I'm, I don't see myself. I'm probably Ginny's uh, dude. The guy, the, the, the yeah, dude, yeah. That's that's what I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of his name. Yeah, but I see his face and I'm like, Jenny! Yeah. So you're okay. the mix of the two. You're yeah. Hollis and Jenny's yeah, Jenny's man. man. Okay, great. That's awesome. And I'm a, I guess I'm a little bit of uh, Archie too in my younger years. I, I'm a little bit of Biff. I'm not going to lie. No, I mean, we, we're, it's the safe place, right? We grow up. We change we college up. and high yeah. school. It's okay, guys. And they fly. We were all very different people 10, 15, 20 years ago. It, oh, it's okay. We all change. Yeah. We go through things. We said things 10 years ago that are not okay to say. But I will <laughs> you know, say but. that this movie, though, I, I just had that rush of feeling. Like, God, I want to get some people together. and Let's go fucking go. Do you want to go, dude? Like, can we just go? Let's go. Let's go. Let's plan it. All right, man. Well, I mean, it. not right now. but No, yeah. not right now because there's credit cards and people will steal stuff. Anyway, uh, I want to go back to the video store with you and talk about the poster for this film because it oh. was one that always stood out to me as right. a very ominous film and something that was always very intriguing. Obviously, April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. you know, it's some sort of holiday film. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said, was it Suedo? Suedo? Pseudo. Pseudo. Thank you. Suedo is uh, the jacket I want to wear tonight. <laughs> Suedo. Uh, the 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 poster was so cool because it's obviously female 
the ponytail that turns into a noose. And she's so, holding it, right? No, she's not holding the noose. She's holding the knife behind her back with all of her friends hanging out in front of her. Oh, and so the ponytail just like like hangs the, pon- her. the ponytail is in the shape of a noose, oh. and it's in the back, and then she's got the knife behind her, which points up into the noose. It's just this really cool, intriguing thing of like you assume that this person in the front is probably Muffy or Buffy. And once you start watching the film, and she's gonna kill all all of her friends. The whole point of this was that she inherited the house. That is the end of the movie. She inherits the house, and she wants to make this badass murder mystery hotel stay. Yeah, she said bed like and a, breakfast, like a whodunit yeah. uh, uh, retreat, basically. Like a yeah, murder mystery. That would be fucking awesome. She did say that she's like, I did kind of go a little overboard with you guys because I had to make sure that you guys wouldn't find out, but I wanted to test it on real people. And yeah. it's like that's such a I believe it. It and you know what. I will say about this movie as far as how it where it fits in the amongst the pantheon of horror fans. Because you got your horror fans who are extreme. Mm-hmm. You have your horror fans who are like, I saw Halloween Town, you know? Or I watch <laughs> yeah. Hocus Pocus right. on Halloween, you know? Yeah, we're here for all of you. Absolutely. This one is one that if you wanted to get a little taste of what a slasher movie can be, but without having like the final like the overall repercussions of like feeling like, gosh, everybody died. Nobody yeah. dies. Nobody. Not one person dies. Yeah. April Fool's, uh, that kill count that I threw out there, not real. Yeah. There's we could no have kills. actually said anything because nobody dies. Yep. The only... No, I wasn't even going to make a joke because I, I was going to say, the only person who dies, the horror purist. No, fucking April Fool's Day is fun. It's fun. It's a nice, it's a nice one for you horror fans who want to introduce a horror movie to somebody and kind of get them in. You know, they can go through those moments because like, yeah, there is some, yeah, there's a severed head and, you know, hanging upside down. There's some pretty like there's some interesting terror. The eye gouge, all that is like terrifying. But at the end, it's a kind of a happy ending because nobody it was all joke. Yeah. And there's one thing about this film that as I was watching it again, I was like, there's something unfulfilling knowing the ending. There's something unfulfilling that it's not a horror film because it's all fake. Yeah. But when I got to the end of it, I'm like, that's a great 80s film. Like, it's just a great, fun, young 80s cast that's just having a good time. And even the the director said that as like, my cast was just a bunch of young people having a great time. It looks, it definitely looks it. So that that was my takeaway. I was like, I may feel a little disappointed. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Cry Wolf. I felt very disappointed with that. I don't think I've seen it. it. It's... It's another kind of setup sort of like this. It's a game in a college, which I had a really cool online game, which I used to play. It was like, who's the who's the wolf? Anyway, uh, I felt really unfulfilled by that film. Um, but this one, at the very end of it, it's so stylized as the 80s. It's just a cool 80s flick. It, it kind of has a horror facade almost. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. I think we pretty much said it all. I mean, it's a it it is in a way. If you want to play a practical joke on your friends, this is a kind of good one to do because you can see their reaction. Because yeah. Caitlin and I watched it recently, and I remember that I, the only thing I remember about the movie each time I try to rewatch it is that it's a joke. That's the only thing I remember. I think Caitlin forgot it, so I was like, kind of like waiting for the moment. <laughs> and you know, it's fun to watch uh, first-time viewers or people who kind of forgot the, the the major plot point to see them uh, see that moment, and it's cool. You know, it's it is an April Fool's joke. There is a solid rumor, and apparently, it's a fact that there is an entire third act that was filmed and never put in with an actual killer. So, don't like Shout it. Factory. You know, I'm sure they'll eventually figure that one out if they haven't already. 
Um, people would like to see that, but at the end of the day, that's not what the movie is. So, no, I think it has to exist the way it does, man. Well, and that's the thing is like when you're watching it, you're like, wait, what's the what's the title of the film? April Fool's Day. Okay, like you might keep that in your head the whole and time. And if you do so. forget it, because if you forget it that the title is April Fool's Day, you're not expecting that all of it is a joke, and it just kind of sneaks up on you. So it's it's fun. It's fun. All right, Danny. Uh, how many fake knives do you give April Fool's Day? I will give April Fool's Day a solid, a solid three yes i'll give it a solid three as well watch it please watch it 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 is part of our horror collective you know it's one of those things you should definitely watch at least once so you know about it and be in be in the loop yeah being uh and you're right it has developed a nice cult following and it's a lot of fun and guys you know hit me up in the comments if you guys want to be a part of this cabin retreat that i'm (laughs) forming come with come with it'll all be a blast oh can't wait for that uh until next time that's danny i'm lance reminding you to lock your doors bolt your windows and happy april fools join us next time in our slasher's paradise gonna get ya hey did you hear anything you like Thanks for listening to Slasher's Paradise tonight. Did you know that you can watch our podcast? Where? YouTube.com. If you go to YouTube.com, look up Slasher's Paradise, you'll find the Dead Candy page. And there you can see all of our podcasts, as well as a few shorts that Danny and I have put out. While you're there, please subscribe. And while you are listening here, go ahead and find yourself that rate and review button. Five stars is what we would love for you guys to give us. And you know what? If you can't think of anything to say in the review, why don't you go ahead and put some recommendations and or requests of horror movies that you would love for us to talk about. If you'd like to find out more information about Slasher's Paradise or Dead Candy, the producer of our show, you can head over to Facebook.com slash Dead Candy Fix. That's D-E-D, Candy Fix. Here's to you guys. This is Slasher's Paradise. Sorry, I had to work that in. And I'm going to drink on that.